0: Datara
1: oh So this morning is graduation Sunday and even if you are not a graduate of high school or college like our young adults up here, I invite you to think of yourself as a graduate this morning. We each are called to graduate every single day from something into something. So this morning we're going to talk about how we all are graduates. Now to get started, I want you to take a look at a video clip. It is called Kid President. I want you to clap if you have seen uh, any of his videos. He is a brilliant young man. I would call him a theologian because he is a studier of, of God and of life, and that's what theology is. He has very wise counsel. So for the next couple of minutes, graduates, I want you to pay close attention. This is his graduation speech and sort of what I think we all could live into and live out of in the days ahead. Take a look at this video.
0: <clears> this <throat> is for all the graduates. Whether if you're graduating from high school, college, talking with your mouth full, whatever, I don't know. Let's put on flat hats and dream! This suddenly sort of looks like a cat toy. Dream about life. Dream about what's next. Dream about a world where people get along. I mean, like, can't base and trouble be friends? I'm looking at you, Megan Trainer. Life is like a really good sandwich, it's all how you make it. So fill it with the good stuff. Fill your life with the good stuff, people. We've been waiting for this moment, and here we are. It's a good moment. All moments are if you take a moment. As I look out here today, I see potential. I see future surgeons and future teachers, future Beyoncés. I take that back. There's only one Beyoncé. <laughs> you know what? Be your own Beyoncé. Yeah, I said it. you can be your own Beyoncé. The world's more awesome just because you're in it. You add something to every room you enter. And I mean it. You're about to enter some new rooms, and they need you. We need you to reach higher than you ever reach. It's time to make awesome stuff happen. Stop hitting pause. It's time to start hitting play. It won't be easy, but anything can happen, right? I mean, have you seen Air Bud? It's a story of a dog playing basketball. They made like 18 of those movies. 18 Air Buds. They think it was possible, but they didn't. Make the impossible possible. We all have the capacity for greatness. You could be like Air Bud. I don't want to make you sad, but from what I learned, school never ends. There are grown-ups who don't share. There are grown-ups who are bullies. They need to graduate from that gym. They're all just trying to figure stuff out. You are too. That's okay. If at first you don't succeed, you're normal. You don't have to have it all figured out. You do need to know this. You are awesome and you always gonna treat people awesome. The world needs you. So, carpe diem. That means seize the carpe. A carpe day. Seize and just, just go do something today. Go out into the world. We need people like you. People who care. People who dream. People who are their own Beyonce. The world needs you. You, 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 you. <sighs> you got life ahead of you. Live it. Go be awesome. Excuse me, I'd like to end the speech with some dancing. -ah.
1: Go be awesome. That is his charge to you. So the question we ask today is how? How do you go be awesome? I think the answer is actually pretty simple and... Uh Pretty easy to achieve, regardless of what expectations you have for yourself, or you, uh, adults or others here at West, other graduates today, have for yourself. Here is the answer. It is taken from the book of Ephesians. It's a letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to the church that he had helped start in Ephesus, and it is a very simple message. I don't preach a lot about memorizing Bible verses, but this is one verse that we have used for the past two weeks. And talking about how not to have an ordinary life. It is a verse I want us to memorize because I think this defines how we can have an extraordinary life. It's taken from Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Now to the one who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to God's power that is at work within us, to God be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Hear that one more time. Now to the one. And the one is capitalized. capitalized. Now glory to God who is able to do far beyond all that we could ask or imagine by his power at work within us. And I'm freeze it on that screen. And I just want you guys, thank you in the sound booth for pulling that up. You guys are amazing. I want to leave that screen up there for the rest of the message because there's your answer. There's your answer to how you take the flat hat like this And you put it on and you're able to do anything that you desire. Because you see, desires come with lots of different parts and pieces. And we're going to talk about three of those parts and pieces today. The first is the ability to dream. The second is the ability to fail. And the third is the ability to see. So, did y'all bring your cell phones with you? Do you have them? Wow, what great, like, church people. Thank you, you know. Uh, that, I'm so impressed. Like, I'd be on Facebook or something probably if I were sitting there listening to me talk. Uh, they did not bring their phones, so hats off to you. I'll send this out in a, an email. But there are three parts. Dream, fail, and see. It's three parts that I want not just you all to remember, but all of us. Glory to God who is able to do far beyond all that we could ask Or imagine, how many of you are dreamers? Do you have big dreams? It is great to have big dreams. Clap if you have a big dream. If you don't, I want you to take the next 10 seconds of silence and dream about something that you can see in your head. 10 seconds of silence to dream Go. All right. Keep your dreams in your mind. I want to tell you a story about a graduation hat. I graduated many, many, many moons ago back in 1989. You know what was a characteristic of the 80s? Big hair. All right, the bigger the better and so do y'all still have to wear your caps flat on your head? They have rules about the flatness of your caps. They did when I was a student. And so they would come through the graduation line. And if you did not have your cap on right, they would take it off of you and make you put it back on correctly. Well, that was not very cool because, you know, we would spend hours and hours on our big hair. And if you are like me and you have flat hair, it did not go well. So we all had to spend because this is how we wanted to wear our graduation caps so our 80s bangs could be out to here and then you know all the we looked like giant mushrooms or I did I won't speak for my friends so uh, you could not wear your graduation cap like this you had to wear it flat on your head so we figured out a way to manipulate the system I still remember it several years later today you fold the front in see that you fold the front end, the back's still there, and you get a ton of bobby pins. And you put this puppy on your head, and you have got a flat graduation cap. Now, what's that got to do with absolutely anything this morning? As you go through life, you're going to be expected to fit into the molds that other people set for you, whether it's with your graduation cap, whether it's with employers, whether it is uh, with your parents and how often they want you to text or call home once you move away. And do remember it is always important to communicate with your parents. And parents, uh, you can slip me a five after the service for that. I'm kidding. Put it in the offering basket in the back. But really, the people that have cared for you You want to stay in touch with them Remember the dream, the fail, the see There's the theme Uh, Remember to see the people that have cared about you But you're going to be expected to fit into this mold That you may not feel like you fit in So, part of being a dreamer And part of being a failure and part of being someone who sees is being willing to buck the system just enough so that you can make your entrance and make your mark in the world. We just saw this little boy who did not start out being famous. He is known as Kid President. His videos are viral, and he has great wisdom to share. Why? Because he takes a chance. He thinks of things... And he steps out into the unknown. Well, we can tie that back to some some power that we believe exists in each of us. The power of God. And remember, God is not a man on a throne with a long white beard and a really old robe. God means love. God equals love. God came to earth in the form of a a human being, Jesus. We are here in the form of God. We're created in the image of God, imago Dei. That's what I want you to remember. And that power of that imago Dei, that love lives in each of you, and you, and you, and you. It lives in each of us. Glory to God, who is able to do far more than we could ask Or imagine, but we, we don't claim our dreams because we're afraid. What are we afraid of? We're afraid we're going to fail. And sometimes we're afraid to dream. Don't be afraid to dream because we give glory to God who is able to do far more than all we could ask or Imagine it was Jesus's parting words to the disciples before he went through the next part of his journey. He said, You are going to be able to, you disciples, you my best friends, you're going to be able to do far more than I have done. And we talked last week about the power of the cross came after the fact, not just before in the teachings and the patterns of the way that Jesus lived his life. The power of the cross happened after the crucifixion and the resurrection, and it still happens today because guess what? We're here for that reason. We're here because we know that there's this power, there's this movement, there's this thing called love that happens in this world, and we are able to do far more than we could ask or imagine if we claim that power that lives within us. But first, we have to dream. So what do you dream of? What do you dream of? My son, some of you know him, uh, our son, Scott and my son, he was a senior last year. So I have to confess to you, this Sunday is much easier for me as a pastor. Last year, I think I finally turned my back uh, to the graduates because I could not look you in the eyes. I love you guys, and I'm so excited for what is yet to come, and I can probably get through the rest of the day without, like, you know, tearing up and crying. However, last year, I was borderline A basket case because we had blocked it out. We'd been so busy with all the parts and pieces that come with graduation announcements, uh, all the exams and all the parties and all that kind of stuff and getting people invited, which I stink at all those details anyway. And so by the time we got to this day and graduation weekend, I was a wreck. And then little did I know, this is what a great parent I am, that he was salutatorian from Mooresville High School. I was like, oh, wow. I never had a shot at salutatorian, I'm going to let you know. Uh, he gave a speech. I'm like, oh, wow, that's a pretty big deal. That's like a really cool deal. So I want to let you know, I was actually on time for something in my life. I got to graduation like an hour and a half before it started so we could have a seat so that I could hear his speech. Scott and I could not have been more proud of him. He gets up there. Do you want to know what his first words were in his salutatorian speech? I don't deserve to be standing here today. I'm like, excuse me? What do you mean you don't deserve to be standing up there? You see, I'd read his speech. We had been working on it. He'd bring it to me for edits, and so I thought I knew what he was going to say. But he had this dream of using his voice. And so he got up there on graduation day and he used his moment. He took a risk, a big one, I'll tell you why in just a second, to take a stand for something that he believed in. He taught me something that day, and uh, his sister teaches me that pretty frequently as well. It's not about being popular, it's not about being liked. It's about being true to who you are, who God has created you to be, and it's about pursuing your dreams and your dreams, not the world's dreams. So he gets up there and he gets ready to make a speech and he says, I don't really deserve to be standing up here because, you see, just because I can take some multiple-choice test." And because I have sacrificed my passions, and basically for the past four years, sacrificed the biggest part of my life so I could achieve near academic perfection, I get to be the one standing up here today. Now as a parent, you're always, you know, taught that you should always be proud of your children no matter what. Scott, my husband, his dad, works for the school system. The superintendent was sitting right behind him. The school board members were right behind the superintendent. The principal was right behind, beside them. And then Andrew went on to say, Just because I am standing here today does not mean that I am any better or smarter or wiser than any of you. In fact, I would say that you are smarter and wiser than me. Because you see, just because I've achieved success in an asinine and twisted system... My father's 87, now 88 years old. I thought, oh dear. He used the word asinine. (laughs) In front of thousands of people and it's on camera so you can go back and watch it over and over again. When he got to the asinine part in his speech, you know there's always rustling and stuff when you're at a big guy and there was not a sound. (laughs) My stomach hurt so bad, I thought, oh heavens have mercy, here we go. And then you know what he did? He went on to bring up every, like, group in the school. the Soccer team. These were things he wasn't a part of. The ROTC, the skills clubs, the beta club, the stop hunger now club that had fed over 39,000 children, I believe, in that past year. He cited all those examples. And then he said, you are the ones who have taught me. I just have a chance to stand up here and talk because I passed some tests and made some good grades. As you go throughout your life, there are always going to be people that have higher scores, higher salaries, bigger homes, better cars, something better than you. Now, you guys and you guys and I can live our lives trying to achieve what other people have. And we can live our lives trying to achieve what other people see. And we can live our lives trying to achieve what other people dream. But that is not the purpose of why we're here. That is not who we are created to be. You and you and you and you and all of you are created to be you. And I am created to be me. So don't be afraid to dream, and don't be afraid to fail, and don't be afraid to see. Scripture is packed full of people who did those things. The guy that wrote this passage, or who said this to the church in Ephesus, he was blind at one point in his journey, and then he was able to see. Now you can look at that literally And you can look at that metaphorically. You see, uh, Paul, before he was Paul, was named Saul. You know what he did? He killed people for a living. Anybody that professed to follow Jesus, that radical guy that was sort of like a hippie that nobody, the religious people, did not like, uh, Saul, anybody that liked that Jesus guy, he would try them and kill them for what they believed. But then he had this like, aha, God experience, God that exists in each of us. He encountered God. He was blinded. And then after that encounter, he was able to see. And boy, did he dream. So we're called to dream. We're called to fail. And we're called to see. Now go back to Andrew's salutatorian speech for just a second. He said in his speech that he achieved near academic perfection. For his four years at high school, and I think he took like seven or eight AP classes, you know, blah, blah, blah. He always had this high standard. Do you want to know what the only class was he didn't make a solid A in? band. <laughs> you want to know why? It wasn't because he wasn't very good. He's like the best of the DNA of, like, a lot of people. He's a pretty smart little fella. He won't see this or hear it, so I can not say that. He didn't care. He hated it. He did ban because he thought that would be the thing for him to do, and he wanted to be well-rounded. He had this goal, and he had this dream. And he would tell you, and he does tell his peers, don't try to achieve something that you're not called to be. He was like second chair in the band. But he made an A-minus because he didn't care. It came in the way of his dream. So don't be afraid to follow your dreams, even if you don't know that you can achieve them. And always be looking to see. Nelson Mandela says that no passion is found in playing small In settling for a life that is less than the one you are capable of living. No passion is found in playing small and living less than the life you are capable of living. So sound people, will you pull the scripture, not sound people, words people, will you pull the scripture back up on the screen? And this time, not just the graduates, but I want us to all read it together. Just this screen. Will you read it with me? Glory to God, who is able to do far beyond all that we could ask or imagine by his power at work within us. I want you to read it one more time, and I want you to think and stress the words, who is able to do far beyond all that we could ask or imagine. Ready? Glory to God who is able to do far beyond all that we could ask or imagine by his power at work within us. Don't be afraid to dream, don't be afraid to fail, and don't be afraid to see. In closing this morning, I want to tell you uh, that sometimes it's scary to take risk, and it's scary to dream, and sometimes it's even scarier to see. Part of my job here at West is to lead us, like this group of people, to try to make a difference in the world. One of the ways that that's been accomplished for us as an entity is to partner with other churches in this thing called the Back to School Bash. You're familiar with it? It's something we do every year. It started five years ago. This is our sixth year. It consists of school supplies being given out, a book room, uh, sometimes haircuts, sometimes not, tennis shoes free, pair of tennis shoes for every student that signs up and comes and it's this huge festival. Last year we had it downtown at Mooresville High School so it could truly be a community festival and uh, it it was huge and then we multiplied sites. We created a new site and worked with the people of Troutman because you see some of the students that needed the things the most live down the road right across from where we leave this high school. They live in Troutman and Third Creek. They have a higher percentage of free and reduced lunch, a higher percentage of needs. So we helped them by multiplying. It's a big deal. We've been doing it for six years. I think the budget is anywhere between forty and $50,000 for this event. And over the past two years, different groups of pastors have come to me and said, will you help us do this? Well, I like working with people, I'm an extrovert, so the more people that I can have around me, the more fun that I have in life's supposed to be fun, too. So I said, sure, we'll help you. You have to come up with your own money, but we'll give you the system and everything else. So for the past six years, we've done that. For the past two to three, we've really honed in on multiplying, and now there's like three or four bashes across the United States, actually total of eight with different school systems in different states in different parts of the country it's a pretty cool thing right I get to have my name on a part of the team there was a whole group of us that started it well now I get to be like a consultant for it well that gets me into trouble sometimes because you see I get to oversee some of the parts and the pieces the fiscal parts and pieces and I take that really seriously And so over the last two months, we've been negotiating with different businesses and different groups of people to try to get the lowest cost for school supplies, tennis shoes, all that kind of stuff. I tell you all this because, like, last night, I wrote a blog. I actually worked on it all day yesterday and asked some of my mentors to help me because I knew it would either fall flat or it would go viral. It went viral in, like, eight hours most of those, which were rest hours, it's already over like 130, 40 reads. You see, I stepped on a nerve because I called out some icky stuff. I called out pitting churches against one another instead of letting us work together as a team. Now, that's all I'm going to say about that part. You can read the blog, or you can just don't worry about it. I would recommend not worrying about that part. Last night, as I was getting ready to post it, though... Now, keep in mind, before I do anything really controversial, I make sure that, like, some key people are beside me, like the director of HR, because I'd like to stay employed, and also I call them the vice bishop, uh, the person who's next in line to the bishop uh, in the United Methodist Church. I make sure that before I do anything really radical, there's somebody that's got my back. I had them read it. They both gave permission for me to take this stand Now, last night before I got ready to hit publish, I told Scott, I said, you know, I just don't, maybe I just shouldn't do this. He said, why would you not? You've worked on this on and off all day. I said, because I'm going to make them mad. And he goes, so? When has that ever stopped you before? (laughs) And contrary to what we joke about and what we think, I don't like people to be mad at me. I want people to like me, most preachers do, but I always go back to this one thing, they killed Jesus, remember, like they killed him, not accidentally, because he wasn't popular, because he wasn't afraid to fail, because he had dreams, and because he chose to see Do you know that one of the most frequent miracles that Jesus performed was helping the blind see? Graduates, what do you dream? What do you see? Don't be afraid to ever fail because you'll learn the most from your failures. Achieve and be who God, the one who is far more powerful and great than anything we could ask or imagine. And that power lives in you and you and you be who God created you to be. Amen. So, graduates, I'm going to invite you to sneak out that side exit door over there with me, and then you get to, like, be... Pr for just a few minutes and greet all these lovely faces of West. But guess what? Just because these four are graduating this week, you are graduating too. Remember the kid president word? You can graduate from talking with your mouth full. It's a bad habit the Smiths have around the supper table. We should chew... Then speak, else you spit food out on people. So my graduation goal for today is to, like, not talk with my mouth full. We each have graduation goals and we have graduation dreams. Dream, fail, and then see. Jesus did it. Our forefathers in our faith did it. You and I can do it too. Dream, fail, and see. Go in peace.